Today's Ryan and Russ show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a new home in North Central West Virginia, then visit askvisionhomes.com. Vision Homes, building you a house that you can proudly call home. And don't forget to subscribe to the Ryan and Russ show. But don't take our word for it. Take Coach Nealon's. Hi, this is Coach Don Nealon, and you're watching the Ryan and Russ show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you back to the Ryan and Russ show, your source for West Virginia sports. We're moving along with our Texas Tech week, and we're going behind enemy lines tonight uh, with a good friend. Of four, we've been on their show, uh, Rush and I have a couple times, and joining the Ryan and Rush show is Rob Bro from the Gambling Gauchos. Great people over there in West by God, Texas. Rob, what's going on, brother? Hey, how you doing? It's a good night in Texas. It's always a good night in Texas. It's always a good night in Lubbock. It's one of my favorite places to visit. Uh, all right, so obviously let's get right into it. It's, I mean, high expectations coming into this year. I mean, we had ESPN analysts that were labeling Texas Tech as their dark horse to get to the college football playoff, be this year's TCU Horn Frogs. What's the pulse of the program after two really hard losses that, I mean, either way, should probably you could say they should have won both. Obviously got the big win last week over Tarleton. How's everybody feeling in Lubbock right now headed into week four? Yeah, certainly should have beaten Wyoming. You're a 14-point favorite, but that's on the road. Weird yeah. stuff happens. You can kind of move past it. Uh, you're a seven-point dog to Oregon, kind of moves the line towards you. Uh, you think you have an opportunity there. You just lose. You have four. what ends up being four turnovers from your quarterback, uh, Tyler Shuck. So you kind of feel down after two weeks, but not out because you still have a bunch of Big 12 games. You see other teams struggling. Uh, you see Oklahoma State where you're not playing, but you see other Oklahoma State struggling. You see Cincinnati struggling. You're not playing those two teams, but um, you, you have some Big 12 teams out there also struggling. So it's kind of, a, all right, we're here. We get Big 12 play. We get to start with West Virginia uh, on a bit of a roll against you guys. So yes. It's never easy playing in Morgantown, but I think to open the season, the Big 12 season after a win against Tarleton, you're feeling pretty good. Now, I will say there's not a quarterback controversy, but I think there is some cracks in the surface here of of leading to some controversy. So that's the pulse. <laughs> that That is fair, and you know – I think there's a lot of cracks in a lot of these Big 12 teams. I, yeah. I think you can kind of nitpick whoever you want to nitpick. I know Texas and Oklahoma so far look strong out of the gate, but I think the whole narrative the whole year going in is what's Texas and Oklahoma going to be like when they got to go to these proud Big 12 fan bases um, coming down the stretch in their final time before they go to the SEC Let's go over to, to your head ball coach, Joey McCoy. He's in his second year. Unbelievable first year. You guys win your last five games. Um, real, that's why you had high expectations is because he was able to really bring back the fan base, the excitement. You guys were selling out games, the blackout against uh, Oklahoma at the end of the year. Obviously, Rush Field against Texas. Obviously, great year. What's uh? How, how was he able to just get the excitement in, in, 
in West Texas right away in just one year. Well, he won, right? Yeah, that he is won, fair. He won in year one, <laughs> yeah. and that's that's what you've been so desperately needing. It was the best season on paper since 2009, which was Mike Leach. So on paper, better than Tommy Tuberville. On paper, better than Cliff. On paper, obviously, better than Matt Wells. Um, so he won in year one, and he also recruited really well. Uh, you're seeing top 25, top 30 recruiting classes, and you just haven't seen that in Lubbock um, ever. I mean, maybe yeah. Tommy Tuberville got up there one time um, with a class that had a bunch of success, but high-level high recruiting that you've never seen. You got a five-star locked in this week, uh, last week. The first five-star in the history of Texas Tech, unless you count some punting uh, website that listed Austin McNamara as a five-star. Yeah. So it, it's been recruiting. It's been winning. Uh, but now you're 0-2, uh, 1-2 after an FCS win. Uh, can he sustain the program trajectory? We'll see. Uh, that starts this weekend. you got to win some Big 12 games to keep it up. But I will say, you're still selling out games. And that FCS game was the biggest crowd for an FCS game I've ever seen. And it was legit. Oh, it, it was rocking. I, I yeah. mean, anytime you get a crowd like that against Tarleton State, the Texans, uh, yeah. lo, lo, love that name. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think he he has won. And I, I'm glad you mentioned Coach Leach because that was going to be my follow-up question. Is it the most excitement since the Mike Leach era, which you agree with? Um, that they're not there yet, but I think a lot of the excitement had to do with Tyler Shuck coming back and he won every start down the stretch. And that's what was so impressive to me about McGuire's first year is get three different starting quarterbacks who are all playing somewhere else in the big 12 right now. But I mean, what about Tyler Shuck through three games? Obviously he had some turnovers, um, in those games late, but I mean, the fan base is still for the most part, all in on Tyler Shuck, wouldn't you say? You know, the, the minority is sometimes really loud. Yeah. Uh, and I think the the vocal minority here online, on Twitter, which not real life, it's a fun house, I get it. Uh-huh. But there are some calls for, for Tyler Shuck to step aside. Um, I think Tyler Shuck himself looks a little unconfident um, through three games a little bit uneasy for whatever reason, but I know he has it in him. He finished so strong last year. Um, he had an awful start against Oklahoma and then had one of his best games ever. And then in the post-game locker room or in the post-game press conference said, you know, people in this building were doubting me. I proved him wrong. And so it's like, where's that Tyler Shuck? I want that yeah. Tyler Shuck to show up in Morgantown saying, Hey, all you people doubting me, this is who the F I am. I'm Tyler Shuck. Yeah. Uh, but you just haven't seen that Tyler Shuck yet. Now, Baron Morton, who started four games last year, uh, including the West Virginia game, which I thought was the most complete game Texas State played last year uh, in Lubbock, um, played a little bit against Tarleton State, and there was a raucous cheer when he came into the game, and I think it shook Tyler Shuck a little bit. So we'll see. Uh, again, I don't think there's a quarterback con- controversy yet, but I think Shuck's the guy for now, and and obviously Joey McGuire has felt so because, A, he's kept him in, and, B, he said so multiple times in this week's press conferences. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a little early to jump ship on quarterback. I mean, but, hey, but you know what? Always the most popular guy is the backup quarterback. I, I mean, on our side of things, you, some people wanted Nico instead of Garrett Green. 
Obviously, Nico, I think, is going to start on Saturday because uh, Garrett Green went down with in the fifth play of the pick game, and Nico was able to step up and manage and, and find a way to get a big win for us on Saturday. But you, you mentioned it. You guys went on a run last year. You guys had that chip on your shoulder that you talked about with Chuck. Do you think you lost it a little bit with just the expectations early? And But more importantly, can you get it back now that you're headed into Big 12 play? Yeah, we've talked about this on our show. Did you eat the cheese a little bit? An old Bill yeah. Parcells comment. Um, yep. I think maybe you did think you were a little bit better than you were. You walked into to Wyoming expecting to win because you're a 14-point favorite, and they punched you in the mouth after leading 17 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Oregon was just a really good team. So I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they sleptwalk through the non-con. I think you just, you got punched in the mouth on the road. You lost to a good Oregon team. Uh, and then you did what you were supposed to do against Tarleton. So I think you can get your edge back. I think Joey McGuire is the kind of coach that's a good motivator. Um, now he has not been good on the road. So I don't know if you'll get it back against West Virginia and Morgantown. Um, I certainly hope you do. <laughs> uh, we, I'm sure you don't, but no, I, you guys can wait a week to get right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I I think that Joey McGuire lives with an edge and I think this program takes after him. So yeah, I think you can get it back. Yeah. I, I, I think you guys will be just fine. Hopefully starting next week, but let, let, let's talk a little bit, Texas tech, West Virginia, the history kind of. And I know we talked about this on your guys show in the summer. Everybody go check out the gambling gauchos where we talked about how we kind of West Virginia came into the league in 2012 and it was kind of like, oh, we got West Virginia. We're a Midwest school. We got Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, and then Iowa State. I mean, those are the core states. And then here comes West Virginia, the misfit of, of the league. But we've kind of grown to have a mutual respect from one, one another. We both have, I don't like cultural uh, similarities. We, we, we dislike the same teams, I would like to think. Yeah. What do you what did you guys think of the, the Mountaineers and just talk talk about some of the games? I mean, you guys have had our number, but then we we all we uh we always beat Patrick Mahomes, but then you guys beat us when we were undefeated uh top five in the country. It's been a weird rivalry back and forth that you guys have obviously had the upper hand. Just talk about the history of the rival or not it's not really a rivalry, it's kind of a mutual friendship, but just the history of us playing one another and just how we're kind of similar in a weird way as well. Well, there's a ton of similarities. I mean, Dana Holgerson, yes. yep. uh, and then you have Neil Brown. So pretty much your entire history in the Big 12, you've had a Texas Tech head coach, uh, if you want to kill, count Neil Brown that way. Um, but it, it it just has always felt like a natural – it's not a rivalry, but it is. It's always yeah. chipping. The, the teams are so similar. Uh, you're generally in similar spots in the, in the rankings and, and whatever else. Now, West Virginia is certainly – um, in that Dana run better than what Texas Tech was doing in the end of the cliff run. But it's it's just, it's they're so similar, as you said, that it just feels like a natural rivalry. Uh, you're so far away. You might be, I guess, the furthest away in the old or the medium Big 12, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> the uh, semi-old Big 12, I guess, yeah. Lubbock to, to, to Morgantown. <laughs> um, but it does, it just, it feels like, and in every sport, there was intrigue in basketball. Uh, 
weird weird stuff always happened in in baseball, like Alec Manoa throwing a nearly a no hitter, or or even yeah. this year uh, the near no hitter against Texas Tech when Texas Tech's supposed to go down there and be good. Um, Morgantown kind of or West Virginia coming out of nowhere and being good in baseball this year. Um, but it, it just it feels like in every sport West Virginia and Texas Tech just fit together, and if you want to call it a rivalry, you can. Um, it certainly has been chippy with sledgehammers and chains and everything else in between, uh, punches <laughs> against fans and, and court yeah, stormings. Yeah. Like we have our history here, yeah, um, yeah. but it's just always fun. It, it's always a fun game, and it seems like it's always close. There, there's not I, a lot of blowouts in this rivalry. I, I agree, and I think football similar, but then basketball as well. You mentioned it. We obviously our guys been hugs forever. You guys had Bob Knight, you had Chris Beard, Mark Adams just recently. I mean, it's all about defense and rebounding with both these programs, and and just the way it's been similar in culture. It's like it's a mutual respect. Like yeah. when I when I would talk about my favorite places, everybody would be like. When I when I worked for Hugs, what's your favorite place to go in the Big Twelve? I always said Lubbock. I loved going to Lubbock. I thought just the people there were great. What I love going to West Texas. It, it's it's it, it's your own. You got your own thing going on there. It's not like the rest of Texas with TCU, Baylor, obviously Texas and Austin. You guys got your own little niche down there, and I always respected that. I think we had that here at West Virginia as well. Um, you mentioned Neil Brown though. Neil Brown was a Mountaineer. Obviously Dana was a. Uh, a Mountaineer as well. Talk about what do you remember from Neil Brown's days in Lubbock, 2010 to 12, outside of when you guys absolutely annihilated us when we were undefeated and fifth in the country that day. Yeah, what was that, uh, 2012 with Geno Smith? Yeah, we were we were we were feeling ourselves after we beat uh, Texas, and we walked into a buzzsaw in Lubbock that day in West Texas. Yeah, it, was, it was one of the windiest days I can remember for a football game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nightmare. Um, what do I remember about Neil Brown? Oh, NASCAR Neil. Um, yeah. That was a weird time, man. The Tommy Tuberville era was so weird. Um, and, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Neil Brown, before he went to West Virginia, was up for the Texas Tech job. Um, yes. But they told him he was too young. Uh, and then they went with Matt Wells, which is what it is. But I remember the Neil Brown era after the Leach era just being so hard to get through because it was all tempo, but it was screens and it wasn't the air raid, but it, it was trying to be the air raid. It wasn't Leach. So probably unfairly, I don't have a lot of good memories of Neil Brown. <laughs> um, you, you lose the bowl streak with, with the Neil Brown offense. Um, I will say it produced one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, one of the most underrated quarterbacks, Seth Daigie, uh, uh-huh. older brother of Jarrett Daigie. Oh, Jarrett Daigie, another West Virginia Texas Tech connection there. Yeah, he. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but Jarrett grew up in Lubbock and wanted to go to Texas Tech. Oh yeah, uh, they said that on the broadcast about a hundred times when he finally started against Texas Tech in Lubbock. Uh, but it, it just Neil Brown was a time in history that I was upset with Texas tech over the firing of Mike Leach. And I wasn't going to like the next guy regardless. Yeah. So, you know, NASCAR Neil is how I remember him um, throwing screens on third and 30 (laughs) because of all the sacks and penalties. So that's how I remember Neil Brown and Lubbock, but you know, I followed his career, Kentucky, Troy um, now at West Virginia. I, I like Neil Brown. I think he gets in his own way a lot of times, which is what I felt like at Texas tech. 
Uh, you have the pieces. Just go do what you need to do. And it doesn't ever feel like he can do that. Now, he's been doing it this year, run the ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Now, this is, this is just a, such a pivotal home stretch for Neil to just have a chance to give himself a chance, basically, is the way I would, I would like to put it. Uh, obviously, the pick game they had to have. And then he's got to have the Texas Tech game, too. They got to. They got to get the Texas Tech monkey off their back. So that gets me into our next question. Saturday, the million-dollar question. Who gets it done? Obviously, everybody, it's a uh, letdown spot for the Mountaineers, potentially, if you're into those angles. Coming off the big backyard brawl victory. I know you guys were tweeting all week that you were pulling for us. uh, And uh, those three-letter words, ESP, that uh, kept making the waves on the Internet. I think everybody in America was singing that on Saturday night. But uh, game prediction, and then how do you see the rest of the season shaking out for the Red Raiders, man? I think this is going to be an ugly game. I think it's going to start slow. I think it's going to end slow. I I just don't see the offenses getting going Um, for whatever reason. I I think it's going to be one of those classic West Virginia-Texas Tech games from the last couple of years where it's going to be 28-24. Yeah, and somebody's going to be driving at the end to try and kick a field goal to win it. Um, I'll say Texas Tech wins on the road to stretch the to stretch the the run time to five and zero, oh, and I think this starts a run for Texas Tech. Um, you have Houston, you have Kansas State uh, in the next couple of weeks. I think you can end up four and two before you get to that Kansas State game. Uh, you have Baylor in there as well, and Waco. I think you can win in Waco. Uh, this might be your toughest game in Morgantown of the next three. So if you can get this one, I think you can stack some success here as Matt Wells used to say. Uh, But this is a pivotal game for Texas tech, which, which is why I think they can win it. It's funny. It's, it's such a pivotal game for both teams. I think because I, there's so many cracks in the rest of these big 12 teams where you can get off to a good start, get to one and oh, maybe two and one through three league games. Next thing you know, you're four and two. Next thing you know, you're doing scenarios where how do we get to Dallas and give ourselves a chance? Because once you get there, we've seen it. It's been an upset the last few years with K-State over TCU, uh, Baylor over Oklahoma State. It's You just got to get there, and then anything can happen. So I, this is a huge game for both programs. Absolutely. And it's a huge game for Neil Brown because if he can yes. if he can beat Texas Tech and be at 2-2. Two and two, Now, Pitt sucked. Yes, it is really They're, bad. No, I, I, I couldn't believe win. that. Yeah, it was but, for the for the fan base. It was a great oh, win. Oh, absolutely, yeah. it was a huge yeah. win for the fan base. But yep. as from an outsider, it wasn't a great win because <laughs> it sucks so bad. <laughs> but you got it done, and I thought you did it pretty convincingly. So yeah. I'm more impressed now with West Virginia, even though that pit win wasn't as good. Um, moving forward. So I, I think it's going to be a really tough game. I do. Yeah, no, I, it's 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 going to be an old-school grinder. And uh, I can tell you one thing. I'll guarantee what, we're going to run the football because that's – I mean, we threw about nine passes on Saturday night. But, uh, Rob, you won a lot of fans over by uh, you bashing the Pitt Panthers and piling on. Uh, that's kind of what everybody's done this week. Yeah. Guys, seriously, everybody, go check out the Gambling Gotchos. Absolutely great guys doing amazing content. Uh, will you – When's your guys' next road trip? You're not coming to Morgantown, are you? No, uh, we'll be in Provo. You'll be in Provo because you were in you were in Laramie, right? Yeah, we For went the to Wyoming Laramie. game. 
We went to Laramie, and now we'll go to Provo. So that's well. Uh, I think Kyle will be in uh, Waco for the Baylor game. Okay. Very good. So. Well, guys, go ch- Rob. Appreciate you stopping by, and look forward to having you back. It'll be basketball season before we know it, and uh, hopefully, one of us can make a run in this Big Twelve, man. Some new coaches to talk about. <laughs> no doubt. All right, Rob. Appreciate you for All stopping right. by the Ryan and Russ show. Absolutely. We'll see you, man. See ya. Rob Bro from the Gambling Gauchos. Absolutely great guys over there. Um, I think we can all agree. Um, whether you think it's going to be the Mountaineer side or or the Red Raiders side this week, this game's going to come right down to the wire. Um, kind of an old school game, kind of like the pick game. So I, I think once again, it's going to come down to the turnover battle. Um, still waiting to hear about Garrett Green's status going forward. If it's going to be Nico, how does that impact the game plan? Um, defense has got to keep getting better and better. Offensive line as well as to continue to keep dominating and dominating. But we're going to give out our uh, tomorrow. Uh, Rush will be back. We will talk in depth about how we match up with the Red Raiders and our keys to victory. But uh, appreciate you guys. Love you guys. And uh, Saturday we'll be here before we know it. And let's go Mountaineers.